Well, 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 it's October the 5th already. The sun has slid into Libra and Venus stations retrograde in Scorpio today. The goddess of love, sex, beauty will wander the howling tunnels until November the 16th. Our search for the equilibrium that Libra's scales provide is solaced by the sometimes surprising news in the depth of those tunnels the sky keeps turning far above. This is episode 1825 of 301 Permanently Moved, a personal podcast, 301 seconds in length, written, recorded and edited in one hour by me at the Jane. Firstly, a big thanks to the crew at Fiber Festival, Jarl and Fabian, for having me at Coded Matters number 15 last week in Amsterdam. I met some amazing people and I'm grateful for everyone's hospitality. I'm speaking next week at Unsound Festival in Poland on conspiracy theories with the talk title Confusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Conspiratainment as a riff on the great Neil Postman. I'll also be sitting in on a panel called Beyond Cyberpunk. If you're around, come say hi. I know a lot of you people will be there. Secondly, the last episode on attention sovereignty has become my most listened to episode so far. Thank you. I've been encouraged to turn it into a medium or a blog post, but in the meantime, we'll pick up from where we left off. The loop. The loop is a phenomena emergent in the digital age. It happens on your phone and on your desktop. It's a repetitive journey across apps and tabs that is difficult to escape. You hardly ever notice when you're stuck in the loop, only once you've broken out of it. Breaking out of the loop is the realization that you woke up in bed, picked up your phone, and then over an hour has passed and you haven't even got up yet, made breakfast, or even peed. It's important to recognize that you didn't notice when you first got stuck in the loop because you weren't paying capital A attention. The loop is far more easily observed in others. For example, I commute a lot where it's most easily spotted in the wild, when the private world between human and phone screen is at its most exposed. On the bus or the train, you end up standing next to someone and can't help but not see what they were doing on their phone. And from the outside, the loop looks something like this. Open Facebook. Refresh. Nothing interesting. Close Facebook. Open Instagram. Look at two new photos the algo has put to the top. Fave one. Close Instagram. Open WhatsApp. No new messages. Close WhatsApp. Open Twitter. There's one new message in the feed. Read it. Close Twitter. Open Facebook. And so the loop continues. I assume at this point you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's our sacrifice of time to that little red dot in the corner. You get stuck in the loop looking for a hit of new content. Meanwhile, if you had taken responsibility for your attention, you could have read the whole page of a book, or at the very least, looked out of the window and paid attention to the changing of the seasons. I've been attempting to find mechanisms to remind myself that my attention is sovereign. Every time I open an app on my phone, the only solution has been to keep it in my pocket and not even try and open an app. Slowly, slowly, begin not to bother pulling out your phone at all. If you are actually doing something, like reading a long read news article and feel the urge to check some social media, you just have to think to yourself, should I open Twitter again or should I keep doing what I'm doing? Infotainment. What's worse, it's highly likely that whatever you were reading on your phone or laptop when you were tempted to open Twitter wasn't worth reading in the first place. All of Avoid News by Ralph DeBelli 2012 is relevant here. If you haven't read it, you should. Quote, out of approximately 10,000 news stories you have read in the last 12 months, name one that because you consumed it, allowed you to make a better decision affecting your life, your career, or your business, compared to not having swallowed that piece of news. The point is, the consumption of news is irrelevant to the forces that really matter in your life. At best, it's entertaining, but still irrelevant. Even if you do pare down your information consumption, I'm 100% convinced you are not actually reading what you choose to read properly anyway. Your skim reading. Words are present on the screen, you're seeing them and stringing them together 
but only by registering the gist of the article, because the media environment we're in means that there are plenty more words still to go around, at work, on signs, on adverts, in messages and spreadsheets. So you only need a surface level of awareness to navigate the world. I find that if I'm actually paying attention to what I'm doing, one, adverts begin to make no sense at all. Seriously, they're all designed to register at a surface level. And two, my attention is far less likely to wander off and want to look back at Twitter. It's also hard to deep read most news articles because they aren't written in a way to be deeply read. It's 300 words of infotainment. And what's worse, that if you read a news article about something you actually know about in detail, there are so many errors in it. I can only assume that if this is multiplied and consistent across all news media, reading only The Guardian might mean you come out the other side less well informed than you were before. This goes 100x for the mail. There is an idiom in Thai, to take ears to the field, to take eyes to the farm. And it means someone doesn't pay any attention, even when they have the tools and faculties to do so.